Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 2, Episode 12, it's called The Monster and the Rocket, full spoilers for the episode as always. But this show needs to start with the cliffhires, because I... I know, it's every time. I just, like, every time, like, they give us this this hook, this... And I know, I know TV's supposed to do that, right? there's supposed to be some kind of hook for the next one, but it just it feels like this season, this show's just been giving us these big things. And maybe we didn't notice it last year or last season because we were watching it one per day, so it wasn't a big... Perhaps, perhaps. But they feel more drastic, at least. Yeah. So, the proto-sapien, proto as, I, as I coined them last week, uh, is on the ship. Yeah. Snuck on the ships on the on the Rassi, so I'm not not surprised. You kind of see it coming. But... Yeah, it's just, it's not like out of nowhere, but it, it there it is. It's like damn next week. It, next week you can tell it's a season final. It's oh like, yeah, oh yeah, that's gonna be big. I'll say this: I am really glad that by the end of the episode, Holden made a made a a pleasant choice because he was being really dickish. <laughs> <laughs> most of this one <laughs> my, my favorite bit was to practice don't talk down to me plank guy <laughs> that cracked me up that wasn't the funniest line for me though was it not i, I think if Asarala took the comedy awards in this episode there was like twice she made me laugh out loud yeah she was pretty good yeah and i'm pretty sure both of them had f-bombs in them as well <laughs> they did but that's the thing i kind of expect that from her now like yeah. i'm used to her you know dropping those Whereas true, but... Holden's one, where it was just just came out of nowhere, just really caught me off guard and made me laugh. No, it, was, it was when she goes up to the, the, her and she takes Draper with her along with her guy, and they go up to the the, the, the ship uh, to meet Mao, and Mao steps in and he's about to start his uh, James Bond esque villain monologue and make the small talk and like he doesn't even finish his first sentence, like just get to the goddamn point, like just yeah. instantly, and it was it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so. So we'll start. We'll start on Ganymede. We had the the the, the Rassi searching for the the Proto Sapien, and yes, I know scientifically that doesn't actually work. That name. Some people pointed that out in the comments, but it's catchy. All right. That's that's more important. That, that is more important. <laughs> but so they're searching, and they're in the ship. They're not out in the. I thought they'd be in the ground in suits, but uh, fair enough. I thought that at first too, but then I was like, eh, yeah. the ship's probably more efficient. Well, until they get to the inside the, the building and the, the ship's like barely squeezing through. Okay, until that. Yeah, admittedly, like how well would they be able to claim all the stuff in there when they're if they're out in the suits? I suppose it's debatable as well. But yeah, uh, they're in. They're, they're searching for it, and despite repeatedly being offered reasons why not to continue, uh, Prax wants to think. Oh, maybe that's my daughter. Or maybe it's some other kid that's became this thing. So maybe we can try and reason with it because it's not held captive anymore. And Holden's like, no. I was on Eros, shut up, shut up, plant guy. And then Alex keeps giving him reasons, like, look, every, all the ships here, like, a ship just got blown up. Uh, other ships are coming by, because at one point, like, a ship almost, like, sees them, and he's like, right, we need to hide for, like, you know, 20 seconds, yeah. if that. Keep out of range. Yeah, keep out of range for 20 seconds, and Holden's pissed, because they're not pursuing. It's like, you're going to be shot down. Oh, like, a little bit of patience in your hunt. Yeah, he he's definitely... On edge, he's. I I don't think he makes a very good hunter. He doesn't have the patience for it. No, he doesn't. He he's he's fighting with passion. Uh, yeah. Rather than like mind, or rather with even even smarts, he's not considering the options at this point. He's almost bigoted towards <laughs> towards this yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's just an obsession at this point. Yeah, uh, which is why I'm glad that by the end of the episode, he makes the right call. Well, Alex does talk sense into him and ask the question. Our family needs our help. We need to go. 
which of course leads us nicely to the the Alex and uh, not Alex, sorry, Naomi Amos. and uh, Amos's uh, side of things, where they go back to the ship with some ambulance, and Melissa's still not happy to see them, of course, but Naomi convinces her, look. Your ship's falling apart. I need to fix it. I'm the only one who can fix it. I want to help save some of these people. Because uh, the guy that she's got fixing it at the minute was shit. Was shit. In fact, I, th- I think the, the implication that it was actually the station that was making the power go out because the, the power was wonky. But it happened right after he, like, she was telling me he didn't know what he was doing. So I thought it was actually him <laughs> at first. I thought he'd, yeah, like, yeah. he'd like, tripped a wire and, oh shit, no power. <laughs> the entire <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think he was doing the right thing anyway. So. Yeah, no, sure, sure. Uh, so... So that, that that becomes a thing, and all the people start building up outside the ship, and Melissa had been kept saying, right, you help like hold people back and keep them in order. Uh, we'll make sure you get you, you get priority passage, kind of thing. And they mentioned the ship can hold about 300 people. Uh, but along the way, they discover that the, the air resupply station on the on Ganymede is not working. It's, it's broke, it's been shut off, whatever. It's not going to give them anything. They have enough air for 52 people. Yes. Someone's out. a DC fan. Apparently so. Uh, although, uh, I guess everyone uses the same amount. I was, I was just thinking, like, if you if you had kids, would you get a little bit? Like, if it was all kids, would could you squeeze a maybe few a more? T- maybe a little uh, bit of leeway, but probably yeah, not enough that they'd bother risking it. Uh, uh, but of course, this is where Amos and even Melissa, who wanted to help people, is like, if we open that door again, we we can't. We like if we say we can only take fifty-two people, they're just going to like charge on board, and we're all going to yeah. die. Uh, and Naomi's just desperate. She is not willing to just let people get die. She she's and she keeps watching the monitor. And at one point, like one of the one of the refugees is holding up a baby. The camera, <laughs> look, baby, yeah. baby, save us! Don't don't leave us to death, please. And it it also builds to an emotional moment where she says, "Screw this! I'm going out there and I'm talking to them." Now she is smart enough about it that she doesn't just open both doors because she goes to the airlock and she makes sure the door behind is locked before she goes yeah. out. And the big guy that's been like tasked with keeping people at bay, like grabs her and starts demanding things and so on. And she convinces him, "Look, I was on Eros. I seen how this is." And she explains, "There's only fifty-two spots. We can't take everyone. We have to pick." It, it's fifty-two or none. Yeah, and she even offers her spot up for him. Yeah, she says, "You help me sort this out. You can have my spot. I'll stay behind." And I actually like what this led to because it it, it led to this sort of great scene where. The guy gives this speech to yeah. to the rest of the the belters, and he says, "Look, we all knew our life was going to be hard. We've had to make tough decisions before. You have to make this choice." And they all kind of get quite quickly that it's fifty two or none. Yeah, it's a case of yeah, they all want to survive, sure, but it's it's the kids kind of or none of them, and you yeah. know they all kind of acknowledge, yeah, we'd rather at least some of us survive. Yeah, so all the kids and then some of the younger adults who... Yeah, because there's going to be some adults with the kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the one mother's let go, like Naomi makes sure she can go with the kid kind of thing. They let some young women go, some young men go, and that's it. And uh, you can see the, the absolute heartbreak in the guy who's last, like the guy who almost gets on, like he's the first yeah. one who gets stopped. It's like, no, that's it, that's 52. <laughs> yeah. He's like, shit. And you almost see it in his eyes. Like, I thought he might start charging, like he might run for it. Yeah, and you can see the, the, the big guys there eyeing him up as well, just yeah. in case. He's you can still holding his stick his going, oh, just, he's just watching him. And uh, it makes for a good moment. It also makes for a good moment uh, when the guy gives his spot up and puts Naomi in the airlock and shuts the door. Yeah. And he does the whole you know the whole salute with the fingers. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, I was 
and I like that moment because you get why why he does that because she made the choice to come off when she didn't need to and we know that I mean Amos obviously morally debatable and he has to get tranked like four times before <laughs> before he lets yeah, it pass yeah really takes a lot to put, to put him out doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, several tranks to get past him. Melissa obviously wanted to save people. She was concerned with saving people, but she logically knew that this was kind of impossible. But Naomi believed, against all hope, that there was a chance that she could sort this out. And he, I think, he understood that she took that risk and that she would be willing to do it again, or she would help more people. That's why he says, "You're not done yet." Yeah, he, he understands that she's the one that that can be persuasive and has the heart to do it. Yeah. Whereas even even if he decides himself right there in that moment that he's going to dedicate himself to also helping people he doesn't necessarily know that he can do it where he's, he's yeah just he doesn't think he can do as good a job as her yeah so it's, it's a good moment of sacrifice it's actually for for a group of characters who essentially aren't characters they're just kind of you know there's people they're just a group of yeah. people they aren't, they aren't anyone we know of yet uh it, it, it was emotionally it worked it did music yep. was great for it as well music was great for it as they were leaving and all the rest of it. And as they're going up, like the the UN and the Martians are all like, Yeah, we're gonna shoot you, you're not allowed to leave. Like no ships are allowed to leave. And they're like, We can't comply, the, sh- the the station's dying, we need to leave. And as of course you you know the Rass is gonna come out the last second and save them. Like that's kinda what yeah. it's building up to. But it doesn't change the fact that it's it feels great when it does. It's a proper fist pump moment when it comes yeah. in and just shoots the missile. And I think part of the reason why it works so well is because Holden has been such a dick all episode and he hasn't been willing to make compromises. He hasn't been willing to give up his hunt. Yeah. So it, it, even though you, you really know, because just from a TV writing point of view, there's no way they're not coming in and saving the day at the last minute. But at least from a point of uh, like putting doubt in your head, it works in that sense because yeah. he has been so, so unrelentless about giving yeah. up the hunt. Yeah, definitely. And then I love seeing Alex's excitement when he shot the missile. He's like, yeah, I got it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. No, Alex is always pretty funny as well. He had a couple of lines here that I mean, most of the time it was it wasn't that funny because he was dealing with Holden, who was in ultra dick mode. Yeah, but he had a couple of good moments towards the end where he's he's excitement about things and uh, even when like you know because Holden bluffs with them, he's like, "Put me on comms. I'm going to talk to all of them," and he he makes a threat. And, they all and back even down. before that, Alex is like, "Oh, here we go again." Yeah, in fact, that that was another moment that made me laugh a lot. Was the "Here we go again." Yeah, when he asked me to put him on comms, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, but that that was obviously in the, the final moment is that we see there's a hole in the ship and the the proto proto being is on the ship, which should lead to exciting times for the finale. Uh, but no, uh, really good stuff. It's uh, I I think obviously the character stuff is still there, especially for Holden. I think Naomi gets the the best of it in this episode though. Yeah, her her and Holden are definitely the the lion's share of it too. Yeah, in this episode. Obviously, Amos is there to aid Naomi and Alex is there to aid Holden. And it's almost like they serve, like, like each of the characters are served by them in the opposite way. Whereas, yeah. like, if you had Amos with Holden, Amos would be like, yeah, let's just keep putting this fine. <laughs> like, yeah, they balance they balance yeah. the two teams out. So you kind of yeah. have one on each side, on each team. Alex has been the conscience for Holden, whereas Amos is trying to be the, the cold like logic person for Naomi like they, they, yeah. they are they have that balance and that that, that kind of works uh, so it works well in that sense it's pretty straightforward uh, maybe compared to some of the episodes that have preceded this yeah but it, like I said it's a nice symmetry of, yeah. of it's almost Holden versus Naomi in the sense that they're kind of on opposite sides 
He's yeah. dedicated to his selfish goal, and she's dedicated to her but selfless goal. We've always we've talked about him repeatedly this season about him losing his humanity and how he, he yeah. keeps trying to fight his way back to it. And this was like a big moment of him getting his humanity back, or at least, if not permanently. I mean, I'm sure he'll still not be the same person yeah. he was at the start of season one. It's like no, it's still in there. The good's still in him. Not that what he's doing is bad per se. Either, he's still, but... He still ultimately makes the right call when it comes down to it. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. I mean, he pushes it. You know. Mm, definitely against the he, line. Did, he did make the call yeah so uh, it's a good fist pump moment when that ship comes in and saves them and uh, especially when they talk to each other over the <laughs> like I, li- I like that uh, Naomi's first words to him is you son of a bitch <laughs> like, I, I like seeing Amos just completely out of it again <laughs> cool yeah he's just sort of like waking up and he's like oh, oh okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. let's go back to sleep Oh dear. Uh, so that that, that was kind of. I mean, it's debatable what the A and B plot is in the show at the best of times, but that that was their plot. That was the Ganymede, yeah. Darasi, all that stuff. Uh, there, obviously, the political stuff was. Cause we didn't get any Venus this episode. It was all Avasarala with uh, Draper. Obviously, Aaron Wright had his own thing that connected into this as well. Uh, so, well, obviously, they kind of heavily hit each other once we get to the end of both of them. But so Avasarala is going to meet. Uh, um, she takes Draper, she takes her obviously uh, Coitier, uh, I learned that name last, yeah Coitier, I learned that last week and I'm just like, yeah I remember it well done you, I'd forgotten But it's, it's, it's for so long we just kept referring to him as because at first he wasn't like a main character he was just the henchman Yeah. and it's over time obviously he's become more of a character and I, I just, yeah Yeah. Uh, and it got to that weird point where I was like oh wait, he's kind of important now and I still don't know his name uh, mm. but here we are so they, they they go up and there was a lot of fun stuff. Avasarala not being pleased that she had to leave Earth, uh, and almost Draper and Cotillar having a little bit of fun at her expense. Where they, they kind of it was actually really nice to see Draper laugh like that. That, yeah. that 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 we haven't seen that I don't think yet. She's been so straight faced the entire time that and it just like that moment on the on the shuttle when when Avasarala gets scared and Cotillar makes a crack and she laughs was just there was a nice moment. Yeah, it's that moment that shows. Yeah, she might be from uh, Mars and they're from Earth, but they're still kind of people. Yeah. At the end of it. Yeah, and they bond a little bit as well about his past and the the military. I say bond. I mean, she's kind of chastising him, and he's like, "Oh, I was too smart for a marine." <laughs> like, they're kind of they're trading yeah. blows, but there's almost like a we're getting to know each other. Yeah. kind of thing to it as well that they're building up a camaraderie because even though okay they might be from the opposite side of the tracks there's a common enemy when they go up there oh which by the way I know that, that's actually a lot of small really funny moments uh, Draper going for the food when they was like, oh by the way there's cucumber little cucumber sandwiches if you want them yeah. and she just goes over and starts like shoveling them straight down straight to it yeah and no hesitation I don't know have they not been feeding her on like in the air station <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> who knows maybe she thinks their food's shit then again, she's probably on like Martian marine, ra- well not rations, but you know like ah, like it'll be like protein and vitamins. Food. Yeah, yeah. it'll be like no taste, just eat it because it's it has a purpose it's, and nothing it's sustenance. else. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, food that's made it taste good. Oh. Yeah, I can't see the Martian marines being allowed food that tastes good all that much. Not, no, I mean, not that I'd probably jump for a cucumber sandwich all that much, but. But to be fair, you got to think: can they grow? They can't grow cucumber on Mars. So oh, true. Yeah, maybe they don't have fresh that, veg and fruit, fruit, so maybe that that's... that would be something for her. Yeah, that's a novelty. Yeah, that's something that's exciting to drape. Yeah. Uh, so they go and 
Mao basically says, all right, okay, right, so Mars is getting the protomolecule, like, that's just kind of happening, uh, but I want to give it to you too. He, he basically talks about mutually assured destruction. He eventually calls it that, but he, he, he dresses it up in a lot of other terminology yeah. first. And she, of course, is sceptical because, oh, you get a benefit from both sides here. And like, and I like how he flips her metaphor, though, because she compares it to, uh, oh, it's like we're the parents and you're the, you're the child and you might have to pick a side uh, one day. He's like, oh, no, you've got it wrong. Earth and Mars are the children. I'm the one trying to like stop them from throwing the rattles at each other. <laughs> like, mm. I, I was a good. I like how he flips. I'm like inclined that. to think he's right in this sense. In a weird way, yeah. Because you know they're they're going to like the parent is the one that holds the cards it, 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 usually, and also, they're the one going to him. If you're going with mutual assured destruction, that's the one that kind of makes sense. Like that, that's the whole point of that phrase is that. Neither side will use, you know, in in the in real world it was nuclear bombs. In this case, it's protomolecule. Like neither side will use it because if they do it, they're both all going to die. It's this, it's yeah. the same reason why uh, like Holden and the crew even get out of the whole, the whole standoff uh, when they're leaving Ganymede. Is it's like, yeah, you can fire at us, but we're going to send every missile we have to all of you, and we're going to hit some of you. Some yeah, of you are going to die. Nice other thematic link there. Yeah, maybe not as strong as some of the previous weeks, but yeah, certainly there. It's there. Yeah. Uh, but no, and that's all good. Now, of course, this is where the Aaron Wright stuff comes in, is to yes. get a message from Aaron Wright during this conversation. So let's back up and let's talk about Aaron Wright and get back to that point. Aaron Wright, we see he's having these weird doubts. We see him shave. He's been all... That's con- how you know when someone's contemplating something in a movie or a show. There's a looking into the mirror. Sure, he's shaving, so there's a, there's a reason for it, but he's still staring into the mirror. I was a little bit disappointed that he's just got a standard razor. Like I, I feel like all this advanced technology and, and they're still shaving with a with a regular blade. I think he makes that choice. He's a man of uh, tradition. I think you can get a fancy laser thing, but yeah. he, he likes to feel the blade in his skin. That's fair. I'll buy and it. He, and he cuts himself the idiot, so maybe he should switch to the fancy laser one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so he he's he talks to his son. Actually, if I have any complaints about this episode, is that the actor playing his son was kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, and that we hadn't really seen or heard anything about his son before nah. so it was just kind of there for the sake of having yeah. an emo- it was to give him some emotional uh, you know sympathy yeah it, it wasn't really about the son it was just about him and what it did for his character but it's just that he stood out as a pretty shitty actor to be honest his, his reaction yeah. to everything Aaron Wright said was kind of weak uh, which yeah. is a shame but but over, we see him like he, he goes to Vassarella and he's making this. I'll give this medal to my son if I'm not here to do it. Like he's, he's getting ready to confess. He's getting ready to go through all this process, and we see him right. Well, it looks like a suicide note. We don't get a chance to read it, but it looks like he's making some sort of suit. And he pulls out this little capsule with liquid in it. Yeah. And it's really going down this path of, or maybe he's like not willing to live with, or at least face the consequences of what he's done. Yeah, that's pretty, what I was expecting. Yeah, that's what it feels like it's setting up, and they. Pull a pretty good swerve on us, actually. Yeah, definitely. Because he goes to uh, uh, Kushnikov, uh, his name was, uh, the, uh, the the Martian ambassador political guy who we've seen in the, the summit, all the rest of it. He, he's basically, like, like he says, the Martian equivalent of him. Yeah, basically, yeah, the Martian equivalent of him. And he takes him to the opera, and they have this uh, one-to-one uh, over over a bottle of whiskey, I think it was. And they're talking about the protomolecule, they're talking about this, and he, he, even he, like going back into this mutually assured destruction, it's almost like... He's like, look, if we want peace, we kind of both have to be on equal footing. And if you've got it and we don't, like, he's almost bringing up that argument and you think he's going down that path. But of course, uh, Kuznikov starts to, well, die. <laughs> and, the, the, and I like how the camera lingers on the glass and we think, oh, has he put the capsule in the glass? Like, we think what he's thinking as well. And then everyone's like, nah, you're trying to be smart, but you're not. I, I poisoned you like two hours ago. 
Yeah, fi- yeah. Like, it already happened. Because you see him go and take the drink himself. Yeah. Just to prove it. and Because he mentions that the drugs, like, he, he engineer it for the specific person so it doesn't affect anyone else. So yeah. he even he takes a drink, he picks up the, the brochure, the you know, from the from the opera, and that's it. It's like, done. And yep. uh, he's like, well, now you don't exist, so I guess, I, I guess I'm the one who wins. And it's kind of like coming back around. It's like almost like the show over the last like two or three episodes has been trying to trick us into thinking, oh, maybe he has turned over a new leaf. And maybe he was. Maybe he was considering it. Maybe he did feel the guilt. Maybe he was thinking he's at his end. And somewhere along the way, he's realised, no, I've got a way out. Yeah. And he's yeah, taking this dark path. Like I, I don't know if he was always going down this path, or if this is no. I've thought of the the way to solve this along the Al- way. Alternatively, it could be a case of he is convinced he's going down regardless. So he's mm. like, "Well, I might, I've got nothing to lose now." I think. Well, I, I I think ultimately, if he wins here, he doesn't go down. I, I think he he has yeah. Mao by the balls. He's like, okay, like because he Mao will be taken in. He'll he'll be the wrath of the government. So come down on Mao if. Aaron Rates like to protect him because that's why he went to yeah went to Mars. He went to uh, Kushnikov because and I you know I realize I'm just kind of quickly saying his name. It could be a generic Russian name I'm saying, but that's why he goes to him is because he 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 that is the only other person like he said he's equivalent. He's the Martian equivalent of Aaron Rates. That's why he goes to him. So with him out of the game, he has to deal with him or he has to not have. Uh, he holds all the cards in uh, yeah. there, uh, and it's funny because. Even at first, when this message started playing, and he, he says this to Mao, I'm like, all right, so is it? Is, is this a play? Like, I didn't necessarily think he was going against the Vassarala here yet. Mm. Like, at first, it felt like he was just like putting him in his place, and it was dealing with that problem. Because when he, t- he switches to Vassarala, he's like, Vassarala, if you're listening to this, you always taught me that Earth comes first. And I thought, even then, to that line, I thought, yeah, that's, it's this is still, him. Yeah, yeah, it's still on that track. Yeah, but then. His true feelings came out, and he blames her. He blames her for putting him in this position. You, you using me as one of your pawns, and even and then he says, "Like, Mo, deal with this loose end. Uh, that's your mm. that's your first order with me now in charge. Is deal with this first this this loose end." And we kind of leave there. We don't really see how this uh, wraps up. We just see the men come in with the guns. Uh, cut your leaves. Yeah, Mo leaves. Uh, you know, classic shot at the door, shot in his face. Uh, not in his face. You know what I mean? In front of his yeah. face. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, Cotyard gets up with a gun, and I'm like, Cotyard should give a gun to Draper, goddammit. Like, like, yeah, she's a I Marine. find it really interesting. He kind of pulls Draper behind him. Mm. You know, like, protecting him. Obviously, he does that with the Vassarolovkas as well, but that's kind of his job. But I really hope that Draper reacts and her training kicks in, and she just grabs a weapon or something. Yeah, even if she doesn't get to a gun, like, I can see her going into full Marine mode. Like, she, she'll be yeah. useful, and like, I don't think Vassarala is dead at this point. I think, obviously, they're going to somehow get out of this, this situation, and I think Draper will be an equal force for doing that. I think Katya might die. Oh, maybe. I can see it being, you know, having some consequence I mean, to, to this action. Yeah, to, to try. and the fact is, it wasn't even Mo that loaded them into a trap. It was it was Aaron Wright who... Yeah. Brought, the, brought the the danger to the, the station. To, even, yeah. to give Avasarala even more personal reason mm. to, to go against him, even, other than just... Because to a point, I think she can respect that he's just kind of played the political game against her. Mm. I, yeah, I could see Cutter dying. I, could, I mean, it was almost like... I was almost wondering, like, will Naomi die? Well, well the, like, you know, before we, she went back in the ship, I was like, are they going to do this and we're going to see her on Ganymede during the finale and our, we'll see her last, you know, few hours yeah. in the finale? Like, because we're hitting the finale, I could buy that a big character might it's, snuff it's, it. It's the time for yeah. it to happen, isn't it? And now I don't think it'll be Naomi anymore, but I could, I could see someone going in the finale. And Cotillard's maybe not huge, but 
It would mean something. It would have ramifications for like Avasarala and yeah. even Draper to a degree. Yeah, uh, I don't think Draper's going anywhere. Though. I feel like Draper's got a long arc ahead of her. I feel like she's on this path to be. I agree. I think they've made too much of an effort setting her up throughout the season that, you know, throwing her away now would would not be the best thing for them to do. And ultimately what this does as well is it, it, it's like any any doubt that Aaron Wright's a son of a bitch, any doubt that he's a complete bastard is now yeah. gone. Like, he's an outright villain now. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of exciting. Gives him a new role to play as well. It does. It gives because again, I almost thought maybe you will commit suicide again. It's a finale type thing. We're hitting the finale next week. You know, he could do this next week. You know, before yeah. we got to the again the, the reveal of what was actually going on, the reveal of what he was actually mm. doing. Uh, but actually, I'd be interested to go back and read what that letter said. Like, if you could pause it and yeah, read what it said. Like, what what was it a suicide note? Like, was he planning on it then, and then realize what he could do? Yeah, after that fact, because sure. obviously it doesn't stay on it very long. Yeah, so, so I didn't catch it. Oh, interesting. Uh, but no, there you go. That's us leading into the finale. So, John, yeah. you know one of my favorite moments was. Go on. It was um, when Avasarala and Draper that were they were leaving Earth, and Avasarala gives a speech about how you know it's easy for a young person to leave without looking back, but these old people there they're tied to this rock, and you know like it's it's not about Earth. It's about like that. That's their home, their memories, and yeah. relating that to Mao. I thought that it kind of gives her this link to Mao that wasn't really there before. Yeah, uh, Kirshenov as well said a similar thing. Actually, he talks about how the younger generation don't, or like, don't really care about the dream of turning Mars. And, like, they're used to just growing up in domes and it, it's all they've stations. known, so yeah. they don't realize that it's not just yeah. the, the thing to be. Certainly not all of them, because Draper's I would count as the younger generation, and she obviously believed in the dream of Mars, but she seemed to be the exception to the rule. All the other Martians didn't seem to be as like all the other Marines she was with didn't seem to be as like, oh yes, this is the dream of the Mars and. And but even her, like she wasn't willing to go along with, you know, you know the the weapon test. You know, she wasn't willing to just let that sit in oh, in, yeah. the, in the cause of the the Martian dream. She oh, yeah. still I, had to stand against it. That said, though, I don't think that's necessarily like I don't like I'd like to believe that even some of the older people who believed in the dream would not have crossed that line. Like I don't think that's necessarily a case of just because she's younger. I think that's a case of no, it's not the dream is the dream, but it's not worth like betraying her own in uh, I would agree, but like that maybe the the older generation do see it that way. Maybe they see it at any cost. Oh, I mean, we can't really say that without We, meeting, we haven't seen enough of them. Yeah, yeah. Meeting more of them, but uh like I, I I think that's just a line that would cross for a lot of people. Because uh, I think to me, I think to me, Draper's the one that sticks out because she was believing where the rest of the Marines she was with. I mean, obviously they, they were loyal to the cause. They were loyal to but the, they, the they army. They were more about being a Marine yeah. rather than furthering the goal. Yeah, but was she like she cared so much about seeing the ocean when she when she was on Earth? She cared so much about that. She cared so much about uh, experiencing that, and that's something she's dreamed about. Is dreamed about seeing the ocean, and I think for her. Uh, Realizing that the dream that she's been like going for her whole life, like, is kind of betrayed by what our superiors are doing, and betrayed by like, is it worth this kind of thing? And yeah, uh, it, it it'll be interesting to see how she develops. I think I think she is. I mean, there's not been a whole lot of like new characters this season, I suppose, but I, th- I think certainly she is a very interesting one. I think she's. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what, where she goes in season three and. What her think, journey is. I think that's what's the most interesting because you know our, our main crew, Holden Naomi, you, you can kind of see to a degree what sort of direction they're heading in at this point. Whereas yeah, to an extent, Dra- yeah. 
to an extent, whereas Draper sticks out where it's like, I don't know at all what they're going to do with her. Like, they could go with so many different things that yeah. they could do. I could see, I mean, I could see her just meeting up with the crew in the Rassi and ended up joining them at some point and being yeah. like a force against the protomolecule. I could see her sticking with the Vassarala and being like her, her soldier, her, like, especially if Cotillard goes, like, th- yeah. does, does Draper then become her, like, just a replacement yeah, replacement out, yeah. but i'm just thinking like someone the person who can punch things for her, like because obviously like, like, yeah it's kind of like per- personal guard yeah like does she become loyal to vasarala because she believes in like vasarala is actually trying to stop it for the yeah she's actually doing the right thing here and it's not about her gay because vasarala doesn't want it for earth like at least nothing we've seen of her implies she just wants to put a molecule for earth's own gain well, no, because if she did, she would have just taken Mao's deal and gone, sure, we'll have it, Mao's can have it. No, absolutely, yeah. And It would have been easy. And Draper's witnessed this. She's yeah. been there and she's seen it firsthand, so she knows that she's not yes, just out exactly. for the gain of that. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I, I, I have no idea how the finale's ending next week. <laughs> no, me either. I have zero uh, idea where we're all, leaving all, off. All I know to go is it's going to be a huge cliffhanger. Yes, I'm, I'm positive of that. Because we've had, what, four or five in a row now with big cliffhangers. And they're not going to give us a neat ending for the finale. Because we know we're getting season three. They know they've got the, the, the secured green light. They've got the renewal. Yeah. They know they can give us a cliffhanger and not worry about it. So we're probably going to get a cliffhanger, which is going to feel like pain for a year as we wait for the new season. Yep, pretty much. But yeah, yeah not a strong episode of Expanse. Uh, looking forward to the finale next week. So, come back for that. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on Twitter, mail underscore fudge for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. But that's us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Have you got any vanilla?